Hello world, it's Charmaine Campbell and I am back with a new episode of Your Life Has Possibilities. Welcome, welcome back. I do hope that everyone enjoyed episode 17, the beginning of season two. We are now at episode 18 and the topic today is how do you view your L? Do you see your L as a loss or as a lesson? So if you have your journal, get out your pens and papers. I have so much information to share with you. It's going to be a very good show today. Tune in, listen as you go to work, as you go to church, before you go to bed. But this is a podcast you're probably going to listen to a few times because we've all experienced loss sometimes in our life. But it's often hard because in a society where winning is everything, how do you deal with the loss truly? How do you really deal with the loss? Do you learn from it or do you just say, you know what? That was a loss. I'm moving on from it. Or do you sit down and really tear it apart and figure out what you did wrong and what you could do better next time? And it's so hard when we um, have social media like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. No one's posting L's really. You know, everything is a win. Everything is a win, win, win at all times. And then if you do post a loss, you have the critical people on social media like the trolls who says, oh, who would do something like that? Or why would you make a stupid decision such as that? You know, people can be so critical and so hurtful and um, it it, it hurts us. So we, we are afraid to put our losses out front. For, for others to see and, and we start to wear a, a mask, a fake facade of who we really are. But in reality, all of us lose. We all lose one way or another. You know, if you have to take a test, you don't pass all of your tests. One way or another, you're going to fail one of your tests and you learned it. Do I need to study more? You know, you might lose in a relationship or you might lose on your job. If you have a competitive job, you know, someone else might get that promotion quicker than you do. But at the end of the day, you have to learn from it. It's this great show that I've been um, watching and um, I hope I don't become a binge watcher of it, but it's really good. And and it's a show that teaches a lot of life lessons and um, it's a documentary series on Netflix called losers. And, um, the one episode I want to mention in this podcast was really good. It was about a boxer named Michael Bennett. And, um, to make a long story short, he grew up with his dad living vicariously through him, wanting him to box. And he never really wanted to box, but his dad loved Muhammad Ali and his mom. He comes from Jamaica and um, he said his mom and dad were pretty aggressive. And so his dad would beat him when he didn't do good at boxing practice. It, it always became more of a punishment than a happy task. And, you know, oftentimes as parents, we can push our children out towards something that they have no desire to do. And so when they take an L, <clears throat> it's never really a learning experience. It's always viewed as a loss. And so with this guy in particular, um, he did become uh, very good at boxing, you know, and um, he became a junior boxing champion, a welterweight champion, and then he uh, went on to have a real match in the Olympics, and he lost. It was on national TV, and no one cared that he had all these other champions 
championships under his belt. The only thing they were focused on was this one L. And so he went into this downward spiral of just out of control behavior, you know, out at night, out with women, sleeping around, drinking, and just out of control. And then one night he had a wake-up call and he ended up calling a manager and telling him, hey, I want to box again. I want to get back into the ring. And the manager took a chance with him. And so he trained and and make make it better. He did win. He actually won a national championship. He became the national champion and didn't think he can do it. But because he had that grit to keep going and that lesson he learned from his loss and, and people in his ear telling him, uh, you're nothing. You're not going to be good. You're a loser. It, it like gave him that drive. It gave him the gas to keep going. But one lesson he didn't learn was to be humble. You may have won this time, but you also need to keep, keep training yourself mentally and physically and spiritually. I would add that to remain where you are. And then also if you take an L, cannot handle it mentally. You know, you don't want to spiral out of control every time you take a loss. Now I'm depressed. Now I'm suicidal. Now I'm negative. Now no one wants to be around me because every time I lose, I'm just out of control. I'm erratic. I can't think straight. Um, I'm lashing out at people. Um, And so what happened to him, he was defending his national title and this boxer by the last name High, he was he wanted it. He came in hungry. He came in ready for that title. And guess what? To make a long story short, he knocked Bennett out so bad that he went to the hospital and had to be put in an in an induced coma. And when he came out, the doctors told him he could never fight again. And so he said what he learned was um, he wasn't ready. He, he took his win thinking that he was going to always win. And so now he, he is um, a motivational speaker talking about his life. And so if you want to learn more about it, I won't spoil the end of it and what he's doing right now. But um, this show, Losers, I would say you should, you should take a look at it. You should really um, sit down and watch a few of the episodes because it's taught me a lot. And... Um, you often hear in church, um, I love going to church. Um, I love my church people, but sometimes we can set people up by some of the uh, the little click cliches we say, a lot of the little line one-liners. It's your winning season. It's your winning season. You're going to win, win, win. And when someone isn't winning, they don't understand in their mind what they deem as winning. And they're like, well, I thought you said I was going to win. But we have to be very explicit with some people that you're going to win explicitly. You're going to win when you stay on your your knees. You're going to win when you keep God first. You're going to win when you die out to your flesh. We have to make sure we give people the steps and the backdrop to what it means to win. You can't just make this blanket open statement. You are a winner because God says so. No, you are a winner because 
you have put God first. You are a winner because God has fearfully and wonderfully made you. You are a winner because God loves you. You are a winner because God will never leave you nor forsake you. You are a winner because you can pray for God's joy, his his undeniable joy in your life. That's what makes you a winner and all these other things that you pray for will come to you if it's in his will. And so we don't want to just say it's your winning season. And then when someone isn't winning, then you have all these suicidal thoughts like, well, what's wrong with me? Or why does God talk to this person? And they don't, God doesn't talk to me like that. Am I not a good person? Am I not worthy? So we have to be very careful of, of the things that we say. So, you know, sometimes I have conversations with people and I often hear them say something bad has something bad has happened. I took an L and I've said that before, you know, even on my job, like, man, we just took an L, you know, our scores aren't where they should be. But then we, we sit down at the table and we unpack the data and we think about what could have went wrong. Was it the testing environment? Were there other factors that could have been happening at home? And that's the same thing you have to do in your life. You, you might take an L, but you have to think, what am I to learn from this? So how do you really take an L in your life? Do you run away and, and tuck your tail or do you learn from it? Whenever you experience a loss, it must always be a lesson, a lesson to learn from. So next time you do better, Maya Angelou has a great quote, when you know better, you do better. You don't have to keep repeating the silly mistakes. Repeat with me, I'm not taking any L's. This year and beyond, I'm only learning lessons. Say it with me again. I'm not taking any L's this year and beyond. I'm only learning lessons. Now, I know what you're thinking. Okay, Charmaine, you got us doing call and response. But I, I, and also it's easier said than done. Everybody says it's easier said than done. But you have to learn how to put action behind your words. You must learn how to press, keep pushing toward what God is telling you. Do you need to change your thinking, your surroundings, who you are communicating with? Do you need to pray more? Are you truly seeking instruction from God or are you moving on your own terms? What you think feels good to you or this is a good idea. So this is where I'm running to. You must ask for God's will to be done in your life and seek to hear from the Lord daily. Not only on Sundays when you go to church or only when things are going wrong in your life or when you have a bill that needs to be paid or a loved one in a hospital or a good friend or when you have a test or when you want a new house or you want a financial blessing or you want a new car. No, you have to seek God daily. He's a jealous God. He's your friend. He wants to talk to you. He wants to hear from you. And seeking his his will will give you clear direction and purpose for your life. That's what he wants for you. You don't want to get caught up in this whole web of confusion. It just, confusion can happen so quick. Man, I mean, you can have a thought and start taking L's and fall right on your face just because you got lost in your thoughts. You know, a, law, a, a bad thought can take you down a rabbit hole, man. You can start thinking about something and then you start thinking about people and what somebody did to you on something in the past and, and, and something you didn't get right. And then when you know it, 
You haven't learned anything. You want to learn and realize that every loss will teach you the worth of things. Man, repeat that sentence again. You want to learn and realize that every loss will teach you the worth of things. Sometimes you don't understand how much something is worth until you lose it. You ever heard somebody say, you don't understand a good thing until it's gone, or you don't miss a good thing until it's gone? That's it. You don't understand the worth of things. Sometimes we can just take things for granted, take people for granted, take our jobs for granted, take our spiritual life for granted, take our creativity for granted, take our gifts for granted. And then when it's gone, you don't understand anything, the worth of it until you like, heck, what happened? I wish I had that again, or I wish I could have experienced that again. You don't want to not learn the lesson from what you're involved with. And so as humans, we get so down on ourselves about mistakes. Mistakes are meant to be made. And I always tell people, that's why pencils have erasers. Because you're going to make a mistake. There was only one person that walked this earth that was perfect. And that was Jesus Christ. We must remember to strive in excellence. But we're not going to be perfect. We're not. We can strive towards perfectionism, but when you start to do that, you're so down on yourself. And that's how some people get depressed because um, when they want to be perfect, because they can view someone else as perfect, or you think somebody's life is so perfect. I can go back to social media. No one is posting when, when they're having arguments with their spouses or their child is out of control. Now, some people do put it all out there on Facebook. But guess what? The majority of society is showing you all of their vacations, all of their events and get togethers. This is my career. And these are my positive quotes because you don't want to look, look down on like your negative Nancy. You you don't want to look down as if you're taking L's, but guess what? All of us are. And I'm not saying you have to put it out on front street, telling people all of your business and, and putting negativity out there because you want to speak life over yourself. So I don't want anyone to be confused because we know the enemy is the author of confusion. But what I am saying is don't get caught up in the hype when you see things on social media, okay? And start comparing yourself and thinking you're the only one that's taking L. So I wanted to clear that up because people are deceivers and they're pretty fickle. So but but just realize that when you pray and seek God and put him first, he will order your steps. He will help you strive towards excellence. And he will also unpack the lesson that you are to learn. It can be through a message at church. It can be through a scripture you've read. It can be through someone having a conversation or your mentor or something you're watching on TV or YouTube. But the lesson is going to come to you and you can say, oh. It's like the light bulb come on. You ever had those light bulb moments? Like, dang, thank you, Jesus. I, I know why. I know now why I did that. Or I know what you wanted me to learn from that mistake. Or I see the lesson you wanted me to learn. You don't want to continuously have thoughts in your mind like would have, could have, should have. These will only continuously keep you down in a downtrodden state. And you don't want that. And and you have to understand there will be more downs than ups. That's why they're called losses. Um, I was reading an article. It was a great article. And um, I took some notes from it. It's five different things 
um, that you can do when you take a loss and, and how to grow from them. So if you want to take some notes, I want to give you, give you the five different steps. So it says, number one, it takes time to figure out what you want and you learn it from doing what you don't like. As you grow up, one of the biggest questions you are asked repeatedly is what you would choose to do with your life. It often is a thought thought of as one of the most difficult decisions you will make. You know, and it's scary in society now. I talk to people that I work with um, in different youth groups and, and just being an elementary school teacher. Sometimes you ask children what they want to be or even young adults and no one can tell you. That's scary. That is scary. And so you spend your life taking for real L's. You are just lost and taking losses. You're like a double L. You don't want to be a double L, lost and taking losses. You need to sit down and write a plan for your life. That's why I just thank God for this podcast and him dropping it in my spirit. I tell people all the time, your life has possibilities. When I realize that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and I don't want to overdo it. I want to make sure that I'm in his will and I'm not just grabbing and picking at all low hanging fruit. I want to make sure that I'm doing everything that he wants me to do, but I want to have a plan. I don't want to just be out here not knowing what direction I'm going in, like with a blindfold in the dark, in the basement. That's crazy. You know, we need to sit down and really think about what God has for us and make those difficult decisions by writing out a plan. And number two, think about it. It's only failure that you learn to win. If you look at anyone who has thrived in their particular area of expertise, no matter how successful, they will tell you they were repeatedly rejected. I'm telling you, when I took my administrative test, I failed twice. The third time, I got almost a perfect score. Crazy, right? But guess what? In my second year of being a principal, I was principal of the year in Central Ohio. Who would have thought? What if I would have stopped after the first time I failed or the second time I failed? I would have never knew what type of administrator I would have become. And I love being a principal. I get up every morning happy, ready to go to work. I love what I do. I love working with my staff and I have a passion for it. I strive every day to be the best principal I could be or driving. I failed my driving test twice. What if I would have stopped? I would have never been able to drive and move throughout my city. And, and and how would I get to work? How would I be able to take care of my daughter? So you got to take your L's and learn from it and don't give up. They often failed many times along the way and had many more no's than yeses. And if you don't believe, pay close attention when you research someone you admire. I give that to you as a tax today. Think about somebody you truly, really admire. Some people look up to Oprah, look up her biopic and read how many no's she received before she received yeses. There is no short road to success. You don't go to bed at night and wake up and bling, you're a millionaire. Nah, it don't happen like that. Some people see the car you drive or the house you live in or the degrees you have or the career you have or the business you have, and they just think that it happened overnight or you're just successful. Or it's just, oh, that's because of their family. It, it's just in you. It don't matter. Your parents can be successful and you you can just turn out and be a bum. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just sleeping or laying on the couch all day, watching TV, eating Lay's potato chips and drinking Pepsi all day. No, faith without works is dead. You have to put some action behind your thoughts. If you want further proof, go and look at the biographies of some of these people. Oprah, 
Lin-Manuel Miranda, Deepak Chopra, Ooh, look at that one, Ellen, Misty Copeland, and countless others. It's not that they didn't lose. Guess what? In fact, they lost a lot, but they kept persisting for years to figure out their journey. You have to live for the journey. There's going to be a lot of twists and turns, a lot of pitfalls and ditches. They didn't allow the losses to derail or sidetrack them for fig- from moving forward. And even if you don't make it big like them, you know, everybody's not going to have the glitz and glam. My podcast is not glitz and glammy. I don't have the money to do all that. I don't have commercials. I don't have a professional photographer. But I pray to ask God if I can help one person in your kingdom. Lord, I'm happy with that. But I also said, if I can take this podcast around the world on this platform, I'm also happy with that. So however you want this podcast to turn out, God, I am leaving it to you because I want your will to be done in my life. If it goes big time, so be it. Keep me humble. And Lord Jesus, you provide the topics. You provide the strength and energy and speak through me the words that you want your people to hear because I want less of me and more of God in my life. So we have to get out of this mindset that we want to make it big. We want to make it true for God. That needs to be our new thought process. We want to make it big for God. And I'm not saying that because we serve a big God that we should be puny and we should always want to do things small. No, you want to do things big and you want to do do things in excellence, but you want God's will to be done in your life and not just go shooting out there. And when you don't make it big overnight, now you're defeated because eventually you're going to get there. Eventually, I know this podcast is going to be what God will have it to be because he's blessed it. He's placed it into my spirit to do it. And that's the same thing with you. If you write a book and it doesn't do well in the first year, you never know. Three years from down the road or maybe a month later after that first year, it'll just blow up. Some people open up restaurants in the first two months. It doesn't do well. Or the first two months, it does well. And then the next year, they have a slump. But guess what? You cannot give up. You have to keep going. There's a great poem, Don't Quit. I advise everyone to read it. There are countless examples of others who may not have reached the pinnacle of what may be deemed successful, but have found other ways both small and big, to make impacts by learning to use what they enjoy to teach, inspire, and motivate others on a lesser scale. You know, do you do you like to teach others? Do you like to inspire and motivate? I do. I love it. I love to see people grow. Um, I can't stand jealousy and envy um, of others. You know, it's like everybody has the capability to do something, and I want to see everyone just thrive and be the best that they can be. I love being someone's thought partner and just helping them think about different ways they can use their gift. Um, Losing gets a bad rep. You know that one thing that separates someone who is successful in the long term and the short term is resilience. And, And that's one thing I try to teach my students is resilience. You know, we have these terms in education about trauma, you know, um, kids have faced trauma in their lifestyle 
and we have all this trauma training because of abuse in the home or uh, violence in the neighborhood or abuse towards the child or foster children having to go to foster homes or being adopted, uprooted, or someone in there close to them who have, who have died. But when you learn to build resilience, guess what? You have the ability to fail, take chances, and learn from failure. And this will help you in your journey towards success. And so you want to learn how to build resilience in your life. And there's a really good acronym called FAIL. Stands for first attempt in learning. When you fail, it's your first attempt. And then you do it again. And then you learn from the first time you did it. If you approach losing as learning, guess what? You will see that all of your collective experiences were preparation for the thing or things that you needed to do to become good at what you were meant to do. So if you quit too soon, you will never reach this realization. Losing is a pathway which leads me to the next most important lesson. Guess what? Your pathway is unique to only you. I'll repeat that. Your pathway is only unique to you. It's hard to keep this in mind because there are countless distractions telling you what your life should look like, who you should be or who you should marry, who you shouldn't marry, how many kids you need to be happy, what kind of house you should have, should you have a boat, how should you look, should you be fat, should you be skinny, should you be slim thick, how should you talk, who should be your friends, oh, you this age, you should be married by now. And then you're rushing around trying to find a mate and, and now you're trying to get kids and now you're getting artificial insemination and now you're getting no jobs and tummy tucks and, and rear end lifts. There's all kind of crazy stuff going on because you follow on somebody's pathway instead of allowing God's will to be done. And I've repeated that over and over again. You need to make sure you are praying and asking for God's will to be done and for him to reveal your purpose, your pathway, and not try to fit into someone else's person, person's definition of what your dream should look like. You know, people will always tell you, you shouldn't eat that, or you shouldn't go here, or you shouldn't be there. But if that's not your dream, if that's not what you heard in the spirit, and that's not what you truly know what's for you, Leave it alone. Smile. Nod your head. Agree with your adversary quickly. Live peacefully amongst all men. Don't argue with anybody. Because you know when somebody think they know what, what's best for you, they're going to keep going. And you just don't want to get caught up in that. So we see time and time again that these things don't necessarily lead to people being happy, having better relationships, or living in their purpose because now you're living someone else's dream. There is only one person who knows what will make you happy. And guess what? Guess who it is? Look in the mirror. It's you. You are in more in sync with your talents and aspirations than anyone else will be. You know, some people think if they find their happiness in someone else or they find their happiness in their friends. No, you have to know yourself. You have to know what makes you happy. Who are you? Who really, who, who are you? That should be a journal topic for you this week. Write down who you are. I am, write your name and all of the attributes that make up who you are. And being happy is to a large degree about creating experiences and doing things that make you feel fulfilled 
fulfilled, fulfilled, and purposeful. And that's when you cannot be jealous or envious of someone and start comparing yourself because now you're fulfilled because you know your purpose. And then you can be happy for someone else. And that is unique to doing what is important and matters to you. You know, um, oftentimes um, I do a lot of reading and um, I like to spend a lot of time with myself. I do like to hang out. I do love to have fun. People call me goofy and silly because I love to laugh and joke. Um, but I like seeing other people who are sure about who they are. And that's who I hang out with. I like to hang out with confident people. Um because I know there's no comparison, you know what I mean? We can learn from each other and be in the same setting and 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 help each other, be helpers of one of another. It's not I'm tearing you down or I'm trying to pull you down the ladder. No, I hang out with people who are are trying to go places who I can learn from. I don't need to be the smartest person in the room ever because I love to learn. And anybody who knows me, who's close to me, know that I love to read and go to school. Um, I don't think anyone can be overeducated. I think you can be over overeducated in your statements like you know everything and nobody knows everything. There's always room to grow. Um, And this brings me to... Point number five, losing doesn't have to be a losing proposition. Um, it sounds like an oxymoron, but it's true. Losing, if you looked at it right, right way, the right way, if you look at losing the right way, it can be just the dose you need to know when to let go of something, when to change your path or to recalibrate. Because if you keep losing, then guess what? Go, go do something else. Change your pathway, recalibrate, think, uh, go through a time of consecration, fasting and prayer, um, and, and truly understand what should you be doing? No one wants to continuously have losses. If you learn your lesson, you want to change your pathway. So this can set you up for success. Sometimes it may take many years for you to get to point of doing what serves you well. Okay. Versus doing what you've been told is practical. And this is okay too, but it is likely you will learn one of the most important lessons of losing. And guess what it is? It is only by having those losses not being put on a path that you thought you were destined to go. And that is so heartbreaking, isn't it? (laughs) You know, sometimes we can think we have a certain career or especially house hunting. Man, you get egg on your face house hunting. You fall in love with a house and guess what? Somebody outbids you and then you're like, but I thought that was my house. It felt good when I went in there. Nope. Or you're going for a loan uh, for a car and, and the loan doesn't go through and it hurts. But guess what? Being rejected from something you thought was your opportunity that will be able to arrive exactly where you need to be. It may not happen at that moment or that moment in time, but it will come. If you are currently lamenting on some past failure, constantly looking back, constantly looking back, do not look over your past. Do not get yourself in those thoughts that I talked about that spiraling out of control, going down a rabbit hole, constantly looking at your failures. Because let's face it, everyone has these types of moments. Try to view it from a different perspective. 
Losses put you in a state of discovery. I love being in a state of discovery. I'm loving where I am at this moment, figuring out what what path I'm on and where I'm where I'm to go. And I always try to keep Matthew 19, 26 in my forefront with God, I can do all things possible. So as I discover, I write things down, I take notes, and that's why it's so important to have a journal because you have to be open to failure. You have to be dedicated to your own life. You have to come out of dark moments. Who are you? Are you comfortable with losing? Miles Davis has a really great quote and it says, sometimes you have to play a long time to be able to play like yourself. Let that sink in. Sometimes you have to play a long time to play like yourself. So this is the end of the podcast. I do hope that you enjoy um, episode number 18. How do you take your L's? Is it a loss or is it a lesson? I do hope it's a lesson in your life and um, you learn and grow at the same time. And um, something new I'm doing this season, talking about what I'm reading and talking about what I'm listening to. So I've just read um, The Prayer of Jabez by Bruce Wilkinson. If you have not read that book, I read it in three days. I could not put it down. I won't do a spoiler alert. I would just say you need to read that book. Lord, Lord, bless me. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. Keep me from my enemies and my secret enemies. Keep me from all hurt, harm, and danger. I'll just give you that much. So if you like those lines I just stated, I'll put it in my prayer and I am watching God work in my life. I have great expectation. I go through my life every day seeking miracles and great expectations for my life. So you want to live like that and have that undeniable joy in your life because the joy of the Lord is your strength that keeps you going, that keeps you moving, keeps you motivated, keeps you structured and organized. I would stress reading the book, The Prayer of Jabez by Bruce Wilkinson. I'm also still reading Soar by T.D. Jakes. I'm taking my time with it because there's so much in that book. Um, And what I'm listening to over and over again is Joshua Troop. I am so feeling this album. Um, Let me get the name of the book. The name of the album is called Another Chance by Joshua Troop. I am loving this album. And I'm also listening to Dexter Walker and the Zion Movement and um, Maverick City Volume 1 and Volume 2. As always, please follow me on Instagram at Your Life Has Possibilities. Follow me on Twitter at Your Life Has Possibilities. Please subscribe, drop those five stars. Also, give me feedback. And also on Apple Podcasts, leave a message. How, how is this podcast working in your life? Do you like it? Do you not like it? You know, am I taking the L? Do I need to find another pathway? Um, But I truly want to hear from the listeners. Please share it with your family and friends. Um, Continue listening. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a subscriber and a listener. Everyone have a blessed week. And remember, with God, all things are possible and your life has possibilities.